Welcome to the Wellness Plus podcast, brought to you by wellnessplus.tv. I'm joined today by Chandler Rose, licensed massage therapist. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, Karina. Always fun to work with you. Definitely. You as well. Pretty much all of us can agree that we lead stressful lifestyles and all of us could benefit from reducing our stress, feeling less irritable and stressed out and all of that. So I was hoping that maybe you could kind of lay out some basic guidelines for how to reduce and manage our stress so that we can be happier more productive, more friendly, and less irritable people. (laughs) I work with a lot of people under a huge amount of stress, both physically and mentally. Mm -hmm. Um, So they teach me a lot about balance and having enough balance in your life. Um, A lot of us put work first and then maybe family next or maybe family first and work next. Mm -hmm. Um, But putting yourself first... Every day, having a practice for yourself is super important for reducing stress levels and staying relaxed. Mm -hmm. Um, Myself, personally, um, I really think making a point to get outside is very important. Mm -hmm. Uh, Connecting with nature, uh, the sounds of nature, uh, fresh air. We talked about that a little bit when we were working together yesterday. Mm -hmm. Even just being around trees and plants and green space uh, can encourage us to breathe deeper and really slow down. Taking a walk. Um, Mm -hmm. I take walks every day. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting what you said about, you know, putting ourselves first. Because interestingly... In so many ways, you know, we are very, I think, ego-driven beings, you know. But at the same time, when it comes to um, our priorities, so to speak, you know, you're right that we don't usually put ourselves first. It's our job. It's our family. It's, of course, our bills and all those things that are super important, you know. But the idea of taking care of ourselves, you know, taking time to get a massage or do something that's really just for us. It's really not something that most of us prioritize. And I think for, you know, certainly for myself, when I'm feeling really stressed out, I feel like the last thing I could possibly have time for is getting a massage or going to a yoga class. Right. So fully agreed. A lot of us just go to sleep and, Mm -hmm. and, and rest is really important too. Sleep is important, but even, taking 10 to 20 minutes before you go to sleep and creating a stretching practice, Mm. uh, creating a space if you have a partner. I know a lot of people come to me because their partners are not willing to work on them. They're not willing to massage them because massage is hard or it can seem like it's hard. Um, But we actually have a lot of videos that can help anybody work on their partner Um, We have a lot of videos involving stretching um, and yoga, and that 20-minute practice could be a little massage for you, a little massage for your partner. Maybe you just lay down a yoga mat and put on some soft music and do some self-massage. 
um, with one of our videos. Right. Uh, it's not hard. It's just a matter of making the time mm. for that quiet space. Uh, so much of what we do and so much of what I see with all the people I work with is just that everything is about doing or getting something done or making money or achieving. Mm -hmm. And there isn't much that is the opposite of that, which right. is about slowing down and connecting with the earth or being in our body and actually feeling, wow, our bodies work really hard for us. Right. You know, you know, we're in our head a lot and we yeah. forget about our bodies. So um, making a priority to either A, have self-care practices every day, whether that's a little bit of meditation. Um, meditation can be intimidating too. I, I meditate, but I only, you know, practice maybe five to 10 minutes at a time. I myself have a lot that I need to do in a day. So mm -hmm. even five minutes is very effective for getting you out of that kind of stress routine that, yeah. you know, you can wake up and just peek at your phone and you're back in that kind of stress. Right. What do I need to do? Who do I need to respond to? What emails need to be sent? Um, this, this whole technology age has overload, overloaded us all with tasks that were once different. You know, right. there was a space for work and then you went home and there was a space for that. And now it's all crossing over. Mm -hmm. So really making a space, um, I personally think hydrotherapy is important, any kind of water. Um, you know, we live in Texas. It's really hot here in the summertime. Right. So finding a spot where you can get in some nice natural water, um, cold water is really good for the body, really good for stress. Cooling the body mm. is good. Um, using ice packs is another form of hydrotherapy. Um, also, you know, soaking in warm water is really good too. So uh, making a priority to find um, a space where you can soak your body. Cool. So it sounds like, you know, maybe step one is just setting aside a certain part of your day um, that you're just going to stop checking your phone, thinking about your to-do list, thinking about all of those stresses that we think about for the other 23 hours and some odd minutes of the day. I guess while we're sleeping, not, but, um, you know, so maybe for those of us that are feeling really stressed, you know, maybe you just start out with, with three minutes. Yeah. Three minutes a day. I'm just going to close my eyes. And, you know, for me, um, you're totally right about, you know, the word meditation kind of, it's, it's a little, uh, it makes us a little nervous. We kind of feel like, oh, am I doing this right or whatever? Right. Um, you it know, doesn't so, have to be like that. Yeah. So for me, myself, I'm like very semantics oriented and it's very helpful for me to just say, I'm going to do three minutes of deep breathing. Yes, and focusing on my breath. And I don't really call it meditation, but I think it really is the same thing. Sure it is. But basically you're just taking time to slow down, to stop worrying about all of those different things and do something for yourself. Exactly. So it can be, you know, taking a couple minutes outside to just, you know, breathe slowly and deeply and think about you know, for me, I feel like thinking about my breath is what helps keep my mind occupied so I'm not worrying and stressing out about everything else. Yes, I agree with you. It's a good practice mm -hmm. to start with. Yeah. And the more 
you can tune into your breath and slowing your breath and how, wow, that can really make you feel more relaxed just simply breathing d deeper. And maybe it isn't even a space that you have time for three minutes. Maybe it's standing in a line somewhere. Ooh, finding and, that time somewhere else. I like that. Yeah. Because we're in the age of multitasking. I mean, we as are. we're sitting here doing podcasts, right? We're in the age of multitasking. Um, but I think, you know, it's great to just empower people to, you know, find that time. Yes. Wherever it may be, find right. that time. Um, so slowing down, focusing on your breath, because that's something that really helps us to slow down, um, and doing something good for ourselves. Right. So taking a hot bath, doing some stretching, doing some self-massage, um, you know, and I think, you know, you kind of touched on um, something there that kind of gets to the heart of it, which is that it's not that stretching is difficult right. or that taking a bath is difficult or that focusing on our breathing is difficult. The difficulty is in setting aside the time for it. Yes. Because we are inside of this kind of mental uh, Rubik's Cube of always feeling like there's not enough time and we're too stressed out and I don't have time to slow down. But what you're saying is that actually, if you can take that time to slow down and take care of yourself, it's going to have such drastic effects on reducing your stress, helping you think more clearly, helping you to, um, you know, improve your health in all of those ways that reducing cortisol and other stress hormones supports your health. Right. Um, that that's actually going to be better for you than using that time to, you know, write bills or get something else done. Yeah. I mean... And our relationships, too. Mm. You know, I mean, so much of our relationships with other people, work or otherwise, uh, take the extra time that we have, mm. um, which is really great that, you know, so much of what we're doing is thinking about others. But again, you're not coming back to you and you're not, you know, really looking at the self-care if you don't make a point. Um, to make the time for it. Right. And when you do make the time for it, um, it helps your immune system. Um, it helps your sleep. It helps your interactions with other people. Oh, yeah. Um, so you're less irritable. Right. You have better relationships with the people in your life. Um, and I can say that for myself, that I notice when I'm taking care of myself and really doing my self-care regimen and trying to focus on reducing my stress levels that I get along with people better right. in my life. Yeah. And that your body, the more often you get, and, and it's okay, it's, it doesn't have to be a strict thing. Um, even for myself, if I have a really busy work week, maybe I have six days where I don't have a lot of self-care. But I make a point you know, all right, after this many days, I need a day of rest. Mm -hmm. And so much of our rest, even just resting, whether that means laying down or reading a book or, you know, just getting away from the doing part of it mm -hmm. um, and the resting part, giving yourself permission to rest is super important. Yeah. Cool. So we talked about slowing down, doing something like just focusing on your breath or getting outdoors. Um, 
I love your idea of using hydrotherapy, so either through taking a hot bath or swimming in cool water. I mean, I love swimming in natural water. That's just probably one of my all-time favorite things. Um, what are some other, I guess, uh, examples of self-care, you know, that you think are good, simple things that people should start doing? Uh I personally think um, being outside is probably the number one way for me to get out of my kind of technical mind and mm -hmm. back into my body. Um, and also, it depends on the person, but for me, I really enjoy a certain amount of time alone. Um, and I think a lot of us do, but we just do the best with what we have. Mm -hmm. um, so creating a space, uh, you know, in nature where you can rest, relax, you know, do some breathing techniques, even just noticing uh, where you are, uh, you know, your three minute technique, if you can do that outside and really just get out of the space in your mind of thinking and slowing down. Mm -hmm. um, going for walks is yeah. for me it's hugely important i have i have two little dogs who to me are my therapists <laughs> um they you know it, it it forces me to get outside more and mm -hmm. some people have pets and they they're not outside people but for me you know having that element really helps as yeah. well because you know, same for animals. Animals need to connect with nature, too. So if, right. you know, there, I mean, there are ways, too, and other people have pets. So even just, like, taking a dog for a walk is yeah. a way to ground out and um, kind of get in touch with nature and, you know, have this companion with you. Yeah. For a second to kind of go off on this, on this tangent about our pets. So, yeah. you know, I have dogs as well. And it's very interesting how you can observe in your dog how, like, they need to go outside. Like, not just to use the restroom or whatever. I mean, right. there's that too. But, like, they need to be outside. And when I take my dogs hiking and I take them outdoors and I just see them become these, like, ecstatic little beings of joy. I mean, they are so happy. Um, and so I will look at my dogs and be like, wow, they need that time outdoors. They need exercise. And when they don't get it, they don't behave. They're noticeably unhappy. Um, and so I just kind of carry that over to myself. And I'm like, you know, our bodies obviously are very different from dogs, but in the aspect that, like, we need exercise. And we need, we to, we need, need to run, movement. too. We yeah. need to run around. It doesn't have to be a strict kind of running regimen, but mm -hmm. we all need to get outside sometimes and just run. Um, for me, this is kind of a special time of year because it's starting to get really hot. And oh, yeah. so having dogs, and I actually have a dog that's all black who is extra sensitive to sunlight. Um, but now I've really made a point to walk after dark. I mean, as long as it's a safe area. Right. Um, because the nights in Texas can be really beautiful. They're still mm -hmm. quite warm. Right. Um, but if you want to get your heart rate up and your dogs need time outside that isn't, you know, super intense heat or sunlight, mm -hmm. um, you know, walking in the evening or going after the sun goes down or at that time of night. Right. And, and adding a water element. Um, I mean, you and I have our favorite spots here. And I really find um, being near water sounds... 
yeah. is very good. And I have, you know, kind of a synthetic pool with a uh, a waterfall feature. But I, I always think it's so interesting because I can sit right next to this, you know, essentially fake waterfall. And it still brings my parasympathetic system down or, mm-hmm. or, or it activates it in a way that I feel that sound is so powerful, um, getting you back to that place of feeling grounded. For those listening, in case they don't know, so parasympathetic nervous system, that's like our resting, they call like the rest and digest. That's where we're sleeping, our body's healing, we have our immune function and all of those things coming in, um, as opposed to the part of our nervous system most of us spend our time in, the fight or flight or sympathetic nervous system. Right. So you're saying that just listening to water sounds, even from this, you know, fake waterfall or whatever, um, triggers that relaxing, that relaxing feeling, that parasympathetic nervous system. Yep. Very cool. And it reminds me of um, something I find really important as a parent. I have a four-year-old daughter and Sleep, of course, is hugely important for both of us. And anyone that has young children knows sleep Mm -hmm. is hard um, and very valued um, when it happens. So (laughs) I find really making a point to make transitions smoother um, with elements that induce relaxation really helps me and it helps her uh, move throughout the the day. So maybe it's, um, you know before before bed a few hours even you know starting to turn the lights down and starting to practice some routines of you know reading books or um putting on rain sounds or putting on you know music that's relaxing for you it doesn't have to be a spa type soundtrack but you know maybe there's something without dialogue that really gets you into that place of 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 getting ready to rest because mm-hmm. I find the challenges of life in general is there's just not enough time for rest or relaxation. And so, you know, again, it's it's making a point for yourself to create those spaces, you know, whether it's, um, you know, thinking about the lights in your house. Um, there's so much LED happening and, right. you know, and, and, and thinking about how, you know, using less light can really reduce you know, other, other things as well. Um, and then water sounds, any kind of hydrotherapy. Um, I really love using ice, you know, on my neck or head, if I have too much stress or headaches, um, which can happen a lot. And most of us have a certain amount of body pain due to stress. So Mm -hmm. practices that can reduce that, um, are helpful and really helpful for children too. The more you can show them, um, that you have some self-care practices. I find with children, they really want to do whatever it is you're doing. So, (laughs) you know, I'm not a yogi by any means, but I do find yoga and stretching valuable. And I don't know, you know, as much as maybe the next person, but my daughter loves trying to do yoga with me or just even having a mat on the floor. And maybe you're just laying down you know, hugging your knees to your chest and just simple stretching, even if you're mm-hmm. not a yoga master. Yeah. Um, even even the yoga world has turned into extreme, you know, workouts and tensions. Right. So um, finding whatever your practice is and making sure you make time for that every day. 
Yeah. So maybe the underlying um, message or, or whatever is just that you move your body, whether right. it's stretching or yoga, taking a walk, um, you know, and swimming. Talk about a wonderful thing. And then you're combining, you're getting movement, you're outdoors and the hydrotherapy. So right. something like swimming yep. um, is maybe a really great idea for reducing stress. Definitely. Um, and for, you know, most of us also, you know, have an intention that we want to get healthier, we want to be in better shape or whatever. So right. doing that increased movement um, is also going to help you with all of those other things that you kind of want as well. Yeah. Well, and, you know, it, it reminds me of when I was working on you the other day and you really like your ears cupped. And some yeah. people do. They like that inner sound. But you can also do that if you're if you're a swimmer, if you can get into a pool or, an, a, a, you know, some sort of water place and just go underwater for, you know, a few seconds. Like mm -hmm. even even that space of being away from whatever the world is yeah. bringing at you is powerful, even if it's just for a moment or two. That noticing, um, I mean, I feel so much of what I love about doing massage and talking about relaxation is really just embracing the present moment. Mm. And so much of what we're doing is about getting to the next place. But when you're talking about practices that slow us down, it's really about just being here mm. and how you can best, you know, utilize this space even and be the most relaxed person you can be wherever you are. Right. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Become a supporter at patreon.com slash psyche truth, where you can watch the video version of this episode and all of our other podcasts. You'll also gain access to over 500 videos of exclusive content, including premium courses and behind-the-scenes peeks. Help us keep this information free by visiting patreon.com slash psychetruth. That's P-S-Y-C-H-E-T-R-U-T-H. And be the most relaxed person you can be wherever you are. Right. You know, and so that'd be, I guess, mindfulness. Mindfulness, yeah. Um, which, again, is kind of one of these words It kind of reminds me of meditation in that sense that, like, when you say it, you kind of feel your your body kind of brace up a little bit. You're yeah. a little bit like, whoa, mindfulness. Oh, what is this? Right. Um, you know, and so it's just kind of interesting how, you know, we are very uh, linguistic beings. Um, and sometimes, you know, just the simple thing of, like, letting go of the of the word right you know is is actually really helpful to me so if i'm Agreed. like oh you know i need to practice more mindfulness i feel like it's not a like tangible thing right you know um so we'll kind of take that word out but you're just talking about enjoying the moment noticing the moment you know there was actually um yeah. a couple years ago i i just remembered this talking about it but I came up with a little acronym for myself um, that when I was feeling stressed, I would like think about this cute little cartoon character named Brent. Okay. And it was my little reminder thing. And so it's breathe, relax. So that's things like noticing if I'm clenching my jaw or if I'm doing the thing where you wear your shoulders like earrings. Yes. <laughs> so it's like take a deep breath. Relax my shoulders, relax my jaw, relax my eyebrows, because I always will notice that I'm fur furrowing my eyebrow if I don't make a 
you know, a decision to notice it. Right. So it's like my body scan, trying to relax my muscles. Um, so BR and then E, enjoy. Enjoy. Enjoy the moment. Find something about wherever I am, whatever I'm doing. Am I sitting in traffic? Am I standing in line at the grocery store? Well, I'm going to enjoy that I am at a grocery store and I'm about to go home and enjoy all this awesome food. I'm like finding something to enjoy about the moment in noticing my surroundings and I'll try to kind of go through my five senses a little bit. So like noticing a sound I hadn't noticed before, noticing something, you know, visual I hadn't noticed before, right. which is great to do outside because you're going to notice like trees and birds and this crazy plant and whatever. Yeah. And then the last one, um, T is being thankful. So oh, breathe, I love that. relax, enjoy, notice and thank Brent. And that's my Yay. little like, <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to use that. Yeah. I mean, um. be, being thankful is big too, because when you're really busy, it's hard sometimes to remember what you're thankful for because mm-hmm. you're in that stress place. Yeah. So making a point, like you said, you have that little trick and I really think any moment that you're taking to slow down is in essence being thankful mm-hmm. for where you are. Right. Um, and, and that's important because that vibe of gratitude will bring in other positive elements into your life. Mm-hmm. And, um, I even think, uh, I mean, talking about sounds and gratitude music, oh, you yeah. know, what, whatever, I mean, you can't always influence where you are and sometimes you're in the denseness of a city and you can't get away from sounds. Um, but if you have relaxing music or if you have music that isn't relaxing, but it takes you away from whatever you're trying to fix, Mm because most of us are just, we're constantly trying to do more, um, and not just accept where we are. So there's something about that being thankful and accepting where you are. And for me, music and, and having a child has been huge because she can be in a space of tantrums and then I can put on the right song on the radio and she shifts really quickly. Wow. And um, so with children, that's really helpful because, you know, with children, it's like you're trying to do all that, but you're also caretaking these other little beings too. Mm-hmm. So having an element to chill them out will allow you... <laughs> That is so interesting, too. Uh, a couple of years ago, I did some interviews with um, a woman that runs the Center for Music Therapy here in okay. Austin. Awesome. Um, and she works with um, so many different uh, types of issues and conditions that are really radically improved um, by music. And one of the things she talked about was that it is really important that you find the music that you like. Right. And she was like, you know what's funny is that when you're really working with people, sometimes the music that helps them to relax and feel more calm is actually like metal. Yeah. Heavy metal. Screaming loud music. And she's like, so, you know, it doesn't have to always be, you know, Enya or whatever. And for some people, that music will stress them out. Right. And it will make them, you know, more anxious, more upset, whatever. So she just really emphasized um, that you 
you know, listen to your body, so to speak, and that, you know, whatever music it is, you don't have to fit into a box right. of relaxing music or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, that you find what you truly enjoy. Right. And then you know that, like, that is your your music, your therapy or whatever. Yeah. And I, I bring it up a lot um, with my massage clients, too, because there is this kind of stigma around new age music. And to be honest, I don't love a lot of it. Like, I have a <laughs> few stations that are good and really zen me, or I'm just, I've listened, listened to it for so many years, I don't even hear it. And so now I really invite the client to choose whatever music they like. And yeah. I had a client on Maui that loved listening to Alan Jackson, and that was just what he loved. And like, <laughs> And that relaxed him. And maybe that's not your cup of tea, which is fine. But for me as a therapist, if the person is relaxing deeper mm -hmm. and that music choice helps them to kind of go to that, maybe it's even a happy space because yeah. sometimes it's not as much about relaxing. Even for my daughter, she's little. And so music for her, she really craves anything that's like really happy sounding, like very positive yeah. and like rhythmic. And um it's kind of nice to incorporate different kinds of music into therapy treatments, whether it's your own time where you're, you know, just sitting down for your three minutes and, you know, whatever music you want to put on. Maybe that's all you do is just put on, you know, a song you love even. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think music is such an interesting element because there's also this like memory piece to it too. Yeah. Um, that's so ingrained in us and, uh, you know, I mean, and there's also different times of day where maybe certain music is more appropriate. Like as a parent, you know, my daughter likes to have a dance party before bedtime. She loves that. <laughs> and sometimes I'm into it. Sometimes I have enough energy and we do that and we play pop music super loud and we dance for like 20 minutes and then we put on rain sounds and crash. Now, that kind of music will wire children. So you know, making that choice, you're committed, yeah. <laughs> right? And with massage too, like if I am playing music during a massage that's really upbeat, sometimes I play reggae if the person is open to it because it's kind of more energetic for me. It's very positive. Very positive. Um, and, and And that creates kind of a session that is more about um, creating energy in the body. So certain sounds certainly, you know, bring up our vibration or bring them down, whatever that means to you. Uh, but, but sounds are powerful. And maybe it's um, for someone that has so much sound stimulation, maybe it's techniques like cupping the ears mm -hmm. or turning sounds off yeah. and just having the space of natural sound. Right. I mean, maybe it's a dog barking outside or mm -hmm. I've worked in so many different places, environments, um, tropical birds, construction, I mean, you name it. Right. And the interesting part to me is that whatever sounds there are, as long as they're this kind of organic, natural sound of whatever it is, it's very comforting for people. Mm -hmm. Even crazy construction, I'm always shocked during there massages how people is... will just zen out. Yeah, there is something oddly relaxing about like lots of traffic noise and stuff so here in Austin we have I mean we definitely have our fair share of traffic but the couple of times that I've 
um, like stayed in a hotel in, in Dallas or Houston, you know, which are bigger, bus, more bustling cities or whatever, there's something that I find really interestingly relaxing about like hearing all that noise out of the hotel window. Yeah. Um, and there is... Uh, something about all the cars or whatever and somebody's car alarm going off in the distance. Um, And then kind of, you know, to contrast that, um, I also super love nature sounds. And, you know, I have this effect sometimes where, you know, part of my getting ready to go to bed, you know, routine involves, you know, um, turning off the overhead lights. I'll turn on my little Himalayan salt lamp. So yes. like a little like bit of like natural glow, but it's very different than the like intense light. Right. Me um, too. I love that. Whatever. So I try to like noticeably shift, um, you know, the light in the room. It's different than it's been all day. I usually am under a lot of light. Um, and then I start turning off the electronic devices and I immediately become just, uh, really, really amazed at how much background noise there just always is. And we just don't even notice it, you know? So I have a little um, power strip where I have, you know, the TV and the computer are all kind of like hooked on this one power strip. So I just hit this one button and all the electronic devices go off. And it's like the room gets, you know, significantly quieter. Right. And it's almost eerie. And then I'll start to hear the crickets outside. And I'll start to hear a bird way off in the distance, you know, you're, we're kind of in the middle of the city or whatever. So, but we'll, we'll hear birds and we'll hear this and you'll hear like cats. And there's this herd of coyotes that's kind of back in the neighborhood behind us. But it's just really interesting um, for me, even just like noticing that contrast between right. like the jungle of city noises. Right. And how oddly in a way that I find that relaxing, but then I also feel it you know, what a big shift there is when I start to try and turn those noises off and, you know, or walk outside even better. And then you really get immersed in a lot more natural noises. Yeah. Um, But it's just such a, you know, something that we, I think, take for granted. Right. All the time, all the different sounds and stuff that we're hearing. Right. Um, But it has a really big effect on us. And I notice that in myself pretty much every day. Yeah. Mood um, is definitely influenced by stimulation and... Mm -hmm. You know, that can be lights, that can be environment, that can be stressors. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be sounds, you know, and all those things can be manipulated in a way that can really shift mood. Right. Uh, so let's maybe take that uh, that path, you know. So how could we look at the different senses? You know, so we just talked a lot about sound, about music, about noticing the sounds. Um, and that whole kind of conversation kind of started, we were talking about gratitude, you know, an interesting thing about um, gratitude and being thankful. um, There is a neuroscience article that was published. They actually like went through and they were looking at um, like different things that you could do that would have a relaxing effect on the brain. And just trying to think of something that you were grateful for, like they were actually able to hook people's brains up to whatever, and they were figuring all this out, that whether you thought of something that you're thankful for or not, you had the positive effect on your brain chemistry. Wow, Just I love that. the mere act of sitting there and going, I'm going to think about something that I'm grateful for. Right. It had this like whole kind of synergy of effects on the brain and the different you know hormones and neurotransmitters that would be uh, released 
just from starting to try and think about something that you're grateful for. Um, and that brought a lot of comfort to me learning that because yeah. sometimes you sit there and it's, it can feel a little hard to come up with something <laughs> that you're grateful for, yeah. especially while you're sitting in traffic or you're in line at the DMV or whatever. Right. Um, you know, so, uh, so that made me feel a lot better knowing that, oh, just, just the mere act of, of thinking about being grateful, having intention to be grateful for something, it gives you that positive, uh, you know, neurological effect. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's true with, you know, it's really important, um, it, you know, being in a place where there's so many people, Austin's super, super dense. And mm-hmm. so that kind of thing is really important because... You know, maybe you're in traffic, but maybe you, you know, you stop somewhere and you get out of your car and you've had just, you know, this effort of putting, you know, thinking of something that you're grateful for. And I, I do that a lot um, because life is hard, you Mm -hmm. know, it's just, it just is. And the world, (laughs) the world has a lot going on. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you do that and then you get out of your car and you know maybe the next person isn't there isn't feeling that but you're you're there you know your interaction with that person will hopefully be better and if it isn't you're still in a space of you know hopefully bringing in more gratitude and and that does affect each other and Mm -hmm. i i really notice it living in a city with so many people right that um that your uh, your vibe or your intention or, or your goal or whatever it is, it, it affects your neighbor a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and sometimes people don't like when you're like the relaxed one or you seem like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like right. there's the other side of it too. So just the noticing part. Um, but it's really interesting what you said about the brain actually, you know, like yeah. the chemicals are there. Like the effort is the important piece right. of it. Right. Um, that it doesn't take much, you know, like you don't need to be like practicing meditation. You don't like, have, right. Exactly. You can, you can create spaces in your mind with the, the intention and effort of, um, gratitude or just, um, being open, you know, mm-hmm. being open to something instead of thinking about what you can't do, being open to something else coming in. Yeah, taking that moment to kind of step back or whatever, take the bird's eye view, so to speak, of your situation that like, if you're in line at the DMV, at least you have a car. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're mm-hmm. in line at the grocery store, like you know, I'd be thankful that I have money for groceries. I'd be right. thankful that I have a house and a kitchen to cook in. Yep. I'm so thankful that I've, you know, been able to learn the information that I need to live a healthy lifestyle. Exactly. You know, I know so much. Um, we live in a day and age where we have access to healthy foods, exotic foods, a huge variety of foods that, you know, is is really incredible. You know, so just taking that like one example of gratitude. Um, so, yeah, so we were talking about music. I was hoping we could kind of go through the senses a little bit. Cool. Talking about ways that we can uh, reduce stress take care of ourselves, this whole idea of helping the body to relax right, or whatever. So we talked about music. Um, 
we talked about the sounds of nature and all of those different things, just noticing them and having gratitude for them. What's maybe another one of the senses we could use? So we could do like smell. So yeah, I think I think smell for me is personal and important. Mm -hmm. um, I really love working with plants and um, I love cooking uh, with, you know, things that are vibrant and healthy. Um, and and, and even if even if you're not a cook and you can go into a place where, you know, fresh herbs are being used or garlic or, you know, maybe it's a place that has nourishing soups or juices mm. and the smell. I mean, you and I like to, you know, have fresh juices sometimes and even oh, yeah. being next to the place where they're just juicing oh, and yeah. the smell of the... <laughs> The juicing is like, right. oh, I feel better already. I haven't even, you know, had a sip yet. But, like, right. I can smell the carrots being, you know, juiced yeah. or whatever. Um, and uh, essential oils, of course. I love essential oils. And there's a lot out there. And there's low quality, high quality. And it, it doesn't really matter. I think it's nice if you can have something that you like on mm -hmm. you. Um, because... It's such a small tool to carry with you that if you are in a stressful situation, um, the way our senses take in smell, um, you know, connects with memory and relaxation. Oh, yeah. And um, today I was just looking through my essential oil book and there was there was maybe 10 or 20 that were all oils that make you drowsy, which I was like, whoa, I didn't even know that. Cause so much of what, you know, for sleep, we think of, oh, we have to take like a sleep aid of some sort, but there's so many oils. 20 that can... different essential oils that can help you with sleep. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, so yeah, smell is important and that kind of ties back into getting outside and mm -hmm. just for me personally, trees are, are super healing. Yeah. Um, I was just on Maui, and whenever people talk and think about Hawaii, they're like, oh, were you at the beach reading the ocean every day? And and I do love the ocean and the smells of the ocean oh, yeah, and the salt. salt. Um, that's healing. But for me, there's this, like, really, really beautiful forest with all these eucalyptus trees. Mm. And they're up at the very top of the mountain, and they're really far from the beach. But the air is so cool, and being up there is so quiet um, so you can hear the wind and the leaves, and that plays into the sound element. But the smell of walking through a grove of eucalyptus trees wow. is just, I mean, if you're having a bad day, this will cure it for sure. <laughs> I'm convinced. Yeah. Um, so yeah, finding smells that are comforting and non-toxic. So much of what we're smelling and you know, in our environment, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on. So yeah. essential oils are, um, if they're pure, if they're therapeutic grade, um, they are very calming to the nervous system. Um, they do help us relax. They help us connect back with, um, our old roots of wanting to be outside more and, you know, mm -hmm. living outside. Um, a lot of people talk about lavender as an important oil for them. That's very relaxing. Right. I myself, I think there are so many others. Um, yeah, and I think that we easily could do an entire podcast just on the topic of essential oils. And we will, I'm sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we definitely should. Really, really cool what you said, you know, talking in about you know, almost like the nostalgic aspect. Yeah, You right. know, they say that our memories and 
the olfactory or whatever yeah. are like some of the strongest links, you know, which is so interesting. And there's this certain lipstick smell. Um, and I don't smell yeah. it very often because it's like reminds me of my mom's lipstick. But every once in a while, I will like open up a lipstick or somebody will have it on. And there's just this, I get this, it's like a blast to the past, you yeah. know? It's like How I cool can see that? myself zoom through time space back to when I was a kid. Um, and it just, it's a, it's a great example for me to go like, wow, smell, so powerful. Right, it is. Um, and and that's not even a natural smell. That's like my mom's, you know, weird random lipstick from when I was a kid. Right. Um, you know, so you're saying, um, and I would kind of maybe even use the same, uh, you know, we were talking about with music, that like you find the thing that you like. Exactly. You know, maybe it's not necessarily lavender that really helps you. Maybe exactly. it's a different oil. Um, the salve that you gave me yesterday, um, I think you said it has blue spruce. Yep. And I, I don't know what it is, but it smells so amazing, and I find it so relaxing. Um, and I just kind of think about, right. you know, like what you were saying, it's because these smells help me connect with nature, right. help me connect with something that I don't get as much as I would like because right. I'm inside and I'm working. And It's we're... true. It's, it's like uh, it's easy to tote this little powerful, you know, yeah. jar vial of tree oils or plant mm-hmm. oils that, right. you know, yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. That craving mm-hmm. of nature, which a lot of us are just wanting more of it right. every day. I hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Wellness Plus podcast brought to you by wellnessplus.tv, a subscription service empowering you with everything you need to take control of your health. Sign up for your free trial today to watch the video version of this episode and all our other podcasts. You'll also gain access to our extensive library, including tons of follow-along yoga and fitness courses, massage tutorials, ASMR, guided meditations, educational health videos, and much more. Feel better, look better, and live better today with wellnessplus.tv. That craving Mm -hmm. of nature, which a lot of us are just wanting more of it every day. You talked about walking through the eucalyptus forest. Um, recently, when I've been out hiking, I'm noticing this like really strong. I think it's a honeysuckle. Okay. I don't know exactly, but it. But again, it's like really nostalgic for me. It reminds me of this like honeysuckle smell that I noticed as a kid all the time. Yeah. Um, and it just immediately, I just like immediately feel better and feel so relaxed. And yeah. Um, I think it's. It's an incredible thing for people to kind of explore. Right. Um, So whether you, you know, order some essential oils or go to, like we have a place in Austin called the Herb Bar, um, where they just have so many different oils. And you could go and and smell some different oils and see what kind of resonates with you and what you like. Um, Or going to the grocery store. And, you know, finding really fragrant foods, there's so many different foods that just, um, you know, smell amazing. Or, you know, you've got garlic, which is, you know, it's so funny. People are so hit or miss. Some people love the smell of garlic. Yeah. Some people hate the smell of garlic. Um, But just for like a pungent, strong scent. Right. That is... um, I was very powerful, you know, so when I'm cooking and I'm smelling the garlic and the onion and, you know, you're chopping celery or whatever, you know, everything, you know, it does create that aroma. 
um, comfort. Yeah, yeah, I find it very comforting and nurturing. And and it goes back to like what we're talking about: reducing stress and creating space. You know, even even the interaction of you know, making something with fresh herbs or, mm-hmm. you know, even cutting a bunch of lemons. I mean, it's, yeah. it, that's one, that's one fruit. You could cut a bag of lemons. I, I remember when I was pregnant, my I had so much morning sickness, but someone told me, cut a bag of lemons and carry a bag of lemons with you. And just smelling fresh lemons was wow. so powerful. And it helped me get through the day. That smell that kept me, you know, kind of tuned in. And away from, you know, however my body was reacting. That's um, incredible. So smell is important. And and it's funny because sometimes it's it's like not, it's synthetic smells too. Um, you know, sometimes getting in my van, like during the Texas heat, like the, <laughs> the, the heat and the smell of the van. But like if I know we're going to go for a swim or if I know, you know, we're going for a hike or a walk in that time of like, you know, turning on the AC and the van's hot and it's like not even the best smell. You kind of feel like you're in this little tomb of sorts, but like, (laughs) but like that leads to something that my body recognizes as Mm -hmm. healthy. So, you know, whatever it is that the nostalgia connected to smell and how you can increase that, um, or decrease something that might be, I mean, a lot of people just burn really toxic candles. I myself love candles, but you know, you can make choices to still really enhance your space that, you know, your body will adjust to also. So yeah, smell is important for sure for relaxation and de-stressing. That, you know, will be another good thing to go into maybe when we're doing the essential oil um, podcast is also kind of talking about a lot of these, um, you know, air fresheners and those little Glade plug-in things and you right. know, even f- like our colognes and perfumes and oh, yeah. so many of these scents. I mean, they literally are toxic. Many of them are taken from pet- petroleum products. Um, and, you know, there's just so many negative things about them when there are just infinite numbers of ways to get really, really delightful smells from really healthy, natural sources. Exactly. Whether it's food or growing herbs or, you know, um, one of my friends has a rosemary plant growing in his front yard. And yeah. every time I leave, I just grab like a, the little tiniest little sprig of that rosemary and rub it between oh, yeah. my fingers. And I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. And um, that, that actually cements memory in the hippocampus, ro- rosemary. So with wow. children, it's really good too. Um, We've been using rosemary since, since birth, but you think about it with holidays too. I mean, it Mm -hmm. also brings up this like feeling because a lot of our traditions involve rosemary or could or other spices. So yeah, rosemary is very, um, relaxing. Yeah. You know, and I remember a couple years ago when the whole pumpkin spice thing got really huge and it was like pumpkin spice lattes and pumpkin spice this and like every, and I thought, God, what is a do of pumpkin spice? And then I realized it's the nostalgia. Yeah. It's because we associate those smells of nutmeg and cinnamon, um, and cinnamon. It's it's our family. It's, you know, being at home, it's eating delicious food. It's and being so, warm and comforted. Yeah, there's you know? like, you yeah. know, I think people do like pumpkin pie and they like those pumpkin spice things or whatever. But right. it's this really strong emotional nostalgic element that yeah, I think... Yeah, it's more the spice than the pumpkin after all. Yes, it is more the spice than the pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yes. 
I agree. So let's go into another sense. Okay. We talked about sound. We talked about smells. So from a visual aspect, you know, we talked about getting outdoors, looking at the trees, the birds, the flowers, the plants. You know, I think for me, there's such a strong component of that, which is just getting away from a computer screen and from my phone and from the TV and from the fluorescent lights. And, you know, do you think that there, you know, are, are visual elements that contribute to us feeling really, really stressed out? For sure. Definitely. Uh, I also think driving. I mean, oh, yeah. the tr- the element of how we've trained ourselves to be like these stealth mode drivers, hmm. driving super fast in construction on in, you know, crazy freeways. And we act like it's no big deal. But think about how much visual stimulation we're taking in. Oh. And I notice a lot with my daughter, too. It's like, it's just so much happening all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the pace of that also, like the visual stimulation and the, the pace of which your body is moving, mm. I don't think, you know, if it really comes down to it, like I don't think our bodies really understand what's going on mm-hmm. and we're used to it and we've kind of just grown up this way with, you know, driving everywhere and that's what we do. Um, but the visual stimulation that comes from taking a walk and just receiving information at the pace of walking mm-hmm. um, definitely brings us back to the more natural element of, of what we crave and who we are, which yeah. is having this connection with um, the earth or where we are or our family. Um, that, that, that stimulation that comes from pace um, I think really has an effect on relaxation. Yeah. And hearing you say that, I'm just like a hundred percent can, can think of specific times when I've noticed that happening. So, you know, comparing when, um, you know, pretty much every time I drive, I pretty much take the back roads, so to speak, rather That's than getting good. on the highway. <laughs> right. Um, I'm like, you know what? I would rather stop at every stop sign and every stoplight then deal with, you know, that. And that's probably what it is, is just the faster pace oh, um, yeah. of cars racing by you and there's more stuff. And then probably the the biggest thing for me is that when I have to get on, um, for lack of a better term, I call it highway spaghetti, when the highways start going all crazy and they're looping around. And um, when I get on that stuff, I can feel the muscles in my body tighten up. I can feel my my mind shift if I'm in the car with somebody and I'm having a conversation, I have to say, you have to stop for a second. Yeah. Let me, me too. I have to like navigate this highway spaghetti. And then once we're back, like just going straight on something, we can continue this conversation. Like I can't even talk while I'm trying to do it. Right. Um, And that makes perfect sense hearing you say that just the like huge amount of visual, visual stimulation coming in. Yeah. It totally maxes me out. Yeah. Me too. Um, and and a lot of my clients, you know, and there are certain routes where you can't avoid a freeway, right? You know, and so you have to commit to that pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. And and I just think it's it's a good reminder to be easy on yourself because that is hardcore. Like yeah. not getting in an accident and being in a busy busy place where it's bumper to bumper and construction. 
give yourself more space for that if that is a part of your day, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's more time, whether it's taking the back roads, um, you yeah, know, or when you arrive to the place that like, you know, sometimes after I have a really stressful drive, when I get to where I'm going, time provided, um, I just turn off my car and just, I just like sit in my car for a minute. Yeah. And it's almost like I just need to regroup myself. So exactly. I just want to like sit there. Oh, I made it. I'm so grateful that I made it. I'm so grateful and thankful that my car got me here yep. and that I wasn't in an accident or anything. And then I just, it's like, I just have to kind of gather my, uh, <laughs> gather myself mentally, so yes. to speak. Yes. Um, and you know, where it's not that way when I'm just driving back roads and whatever, and I get to where I'm going and I really don't feel that stressed. Right. Um, you know, but when we think about something that most of us have to do for several hours a day, especially for those people that commute, um, man, maybe that would be a good topic for a podcast even, you know, because I think that, again, we're in such a hurry, we're in such a race, da 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 that, you know, we don't even realize all of these elements of stimulation and, like, potential stressors that we, you know, are exposed to all day long, all throughout the day. Yeah. And that kind of necessitate us saying, like, hey, so now I'm just going to take a couple minutes to, like ground back down or, you know, step outside and take, you know, three minutes in the fresh air right before I continue my day. And, and just, you know, prioritizing your own stress level too, because for me, there are times where I have to get to where I'm going and I have to put up with whatever it is Mm -hmm. and maybe the element of music or having essential oils in my car, something that can help me hang in there. Yeah. But if you if you're not super hard on yourself and hopefully you have a certain amount of um, kind of like buffer space, just getting off the road. You know, if you're if you're in it and it's just too intense and you're feeling like way stressed, pull off, you know, get outside. I, I love I mean, even stopping at a rest area, it's like you don't really do it unless you're on a road trip. But mm-hmm. like. Sometimes, like, my commute home, I'm like, I just need to stop for a little bit. Yeah. Even though the commute isn't that long, if traffic's crazy or there's an accident. Or you've just, just had a stressful day. Exactly. I mean, there's so many times that, like, when I get in my car at the end of my day, I'm already at, like, my max stress level. And I haven't even started driving through the traffic yet. Right. Like, I'm exactly. just already at my maximum. Yeah. Um, you know, and then isn't it true that there's... There's some element of truth behind this idea of, um, like, I've heard it called decision fatigue. Okay. Like, there's only so much, so many decisions you can make or something in a day. I mean, is that true? (laughs) I mean, it's got to be. I think about people that drive, like, a truck for a living sometimes, and I'm like, man, how do they not get maxed out? Because that's a lot of decision making. Mm -hmm. I'm sure those people get really good at it. But, um, yeah. And so much of what we're doing in in our day doesn't even include that time of, mm-hmm. you know, getting from place to place. Right. So giving yourself permission, like if you've had a really crazy day, whatever it, whatever it means, take it slow, you know, go mm-hmm. slower if you can. Yeah. And, uh, you know, practice your breathing. <laughs> I know when I'm yeah. in traffic, the breathing techniques, you know, it doesn't even have to be a technique. Maybe it's just a reminder. Maybe you have something around you that just reminds you to just, Take a deep breath, you know? 
definitely just be in that moment that's where you are and you're okay hopefully and mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, you know, I would just encourage people to um, check out your self-care program where you've actually outlined some stretching and self-massage that can really help people to feel better and reduce their stress. Um, And for those of you listening that are in a relationship or, you know, even if it's your kids, your parents, you know, encouraging people to work on each other. Definitely. um, And let go of that taboo that it's, you know, it's too challenging or it's too difficult, you know, to a large extent, there's just so much benefit that just somebody having the intention to help someone else is going to do so much. Um, And then if they pair that with, you know, the videos you've done teaching people how to help a friend with a headache or how to help a friend relax, um, you know, you've really... Which you can use on yourself too. Yeah. And... Even, I mean, sometimes maybe you're not even in the space to touch someone or you don't have enough effort, but you can just listen to the video and visualize your muscles relaxing. Mm. You know, you talked about, you know, your your body scan, like even that simple practice of laying down and noticing where you're tight. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, I really encourage people to work on each other because you don't have to be a licensed massage therapist to give a good massage. Your intention mm-hmm. just has to be, um, you know, to help people. Mm-hmm. And and if you have, you know, a partner or someone who's very specific about what they want, mm-hmm. um, which I have a lot of clients that tell me, especially women, about their you know, partner that, you know, they, they want to tell them exactly. Um, I would just say, you know, to the partner, be open to just, you know, if someone is in pain and you can push really hard on a specific spot in a way that's safe, but that makes them feel better, you know, take that, take that in, help Mm -hmm. them out. Because if your partner is going to be more relaxed. Ultimately, that helps everyone in the scenario. So, you know, I I really try to encourage people to just be open when they're working on each other or yourself for that matter, because working on yourself, I think, is a bit more challenging because you just have to put yourself first and make the time for it. And then when you're done, you know, you feel even when I do self massage for five minutes, um, even laying on a yoga block for five minutes, you know, under my low back it's like wow like even just five minutes of that dedication Mm -hmm. to myself to just feel a little bit better changes the whole day changes my interactions with people and yeah you know keeps me a little more in that space of gratitude and Mm -hmm. um and even just noticing being well i notice that you know when i'm really sick i'm like whoa most of the time i feel really good yeah you know but when you're well you're kind of just thinking about what you got to do in your your day so the the noticing of your own you know body's amazing ability to to be well and to Mm -hmm. go through a lot of stress yeah in your day and you know to come out feeling pretty good with maybe some aches and pains, like that's pretty, that's pretty good. You know, if you Mm -hmm. can keep yourself in that space, it will really help. Awesome. Well, Chandler, I want to thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. And I'm just so looking forward to, um, you know, we talked in a, 
a previous discussion about um, is massage therapy the fountain of youth? I think that would be a very interesting podcast. Uh, we also talked about doing the essential oils as a topic. So I'm just so looking forward to, um, to learning more from you and want to thank you so much for joining us here. Thank you, Karina. And as always, you teach me so much. So thank you for sharing all your stories as well. I'm happy to be here. It's so sweet. Thank you. I definitely feel the same way. Uh, we want to thank all of you for listening and potentially watching on wellnessplus.tv as well. Uh, you can find lots of different courses from Chandler over on Amazon and on wellnessplus.tv. So I hope that you will check those out. And I do hope that you will join us again for another Wellness Plus podcast. Thank you so much and have a wonderful rest of your day. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Become a supporter at patreon.com slash psyche truth, where you can watch the video version of this episode and all of our other podcasts. You'll also gain access to over 500 videos of exclusive content, including premium courses and behind the scenes peaks. Help us keep this information free by visiting patreon.com slash psyche truth. That's P-S-Y-C-H-E-T-R-U-T-H.